It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is December 8th, 2020. My name is Philip Ross, and I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. You can follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, we have our first injury of the preseason, a minor one, but still an injury nonetheless. We'll talk about what challenges lay ahead, why Terrence Ross is so important, what the injury means, and what challenges do lay ahead for the Orlando Magic. We'll also get an update on the rookies as Cole Anthony and Chumo Kiki have gone through now four practices, including three days of scrimmaging. Magic do plan to take Tuesday off, I believe. So uh, getting ready to start the preseason, we'll get an update on where they stand as well as, as the with the difficult training camp that they face coming up. But before we do any of that, I do want to remind you all to check out all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network. We're searching for every download podcast for Locked On and the team you're looking for. Just like this podcast here covering the Orlando Magic with excruciating detail every single day, there's a podcast covering every single team in the NBA with the same level of care and detail that you can only find from a local expert who knows their team best. The Orlando Magic take on the Atlanta Hawks on Friday. Want the lowdown on the Atlanta Hawks? Check out Locked On Hawks. No matter what your team is, whether it's in the NBA, NFL, NHL, MLB, or College 2, there is a Locked On podcast for you. Just search for Locked On in the team you're looking for. The Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Well, you don't get through a training camp without having a few knocks and a few injuries. It is the NBA season. After all, no one's ever really healthy by the time you get to the end of it. The Atlanta Magic did report a minor injury. Terrence Ross um, experienced discomfort in his big toe on his, in his left foot. Uh, had an MRI done and revealed a minor non-displaced hairline fracture. That sounds scary, but I promise you it's not. Terrence Ross uh, said that uh, he felt some discomfort in his foot uh, during one of the team's training camps. Um, someone stepped on his toe. That happens. Um, happens to everybody. Uh, um, whenever giant human beings land on each other, it's going to hurt. But this one hurt a little bit more, and so he had it looked at, and they revealed the fracture. Now, Terrence Ross is not out, so to speak. He's not doing any of the contact portions of practice, but he's and he's still kind of limited in his movement, um, but he's still taking shots. He's still doing conditioning. He's still running. He's still lifting. So pretty much the only thing he's not doing is kind of running and jumping at full speed. Um, that's okay. Like, that's not crazy. It's not anything out of the ordinary. Ross certainly seemed to downplay the injury uh, when he spoke to the media on Monday. Um, I, I just feel good, man. I'm um, just one of those places where, you know, when you've been in a environment for you know, a while or a certain amount of time, you start to get comfortable with your surroundings. And uh, being with Cliff these past couple of years, um, I understand, you know, everything that he wants. And I'm just uh, I'm in a good place. And, you know, I've been working this summer, or pretty much, you know, when we got out of the bubble. Uh, took a month or two off and then came back in. Just been working out ever since. And uh, coming into camp, I felt great. Shooting the ball really well. Um, got a little injury, a little boo-boo, but I'll be all right. Uh, I can play through it. I'll be fine. So I'm still feeling good. I'll take the blame on this because 
I don't feel like we've talked enough about Terrence Ross and how vital he is to this team. And so if the Magic want to be cautious and careful with Terrence Ross with this injury, by all means do it. He is a veteran player. He knows exactly what he's doing, as he said in that quote there. He knows exactly what Coach Clifford wants. He knows exactly what his teammates are going to do. There's no reason to push him more than they have to. I mean, he's a diligent worker. He is someone who you know, stays in Orlando, gets a lot of his work in, uh, in the Amway Center, in the Advent Health Practice Facility. He, he is not someone who messes around. He even did some jiu-jitsu classes or some boxing classes, uh, some kickboxing classes uh, to, to kind of keep, do some cross-training and stay in shape as well. Um, you know, there's, there's no worry with Terrence Ross that he'll be in a good fitness level. Uh, you know, he struggled a little bit last year, had a little bit of an injury that, that, that kind of nagged him and kept him from reaching his fullest potential. But um, overall, Terrence Ross is someone that the Magic know they can rely on and someone who's vitally important to the team. Again, Honestly, we have not talked about him enough, and, and I kind of floated it out to a few friends of mine that uh, of all the players on the Magic, I actually kind of think Terrence Ross is the most valuable player, is a player that teams would be clamoring to trade for mo- most out of all the players. I mean, he just fits in with any roster, and, and he's someone who's very clearly going to accept a sixth-man role uh, and and not you know not have to change very much of what your team is doing or what he has to do to, to create opportunities to score. Ross's season last year uh, was certainly a, a bit of a mixed bag, but Coach Steve Clifford very much said Ross is vital to what we do. Ross averaged 14.7 points per game, made only 35.1% of his three-pointers, down from 38.3% in 2019, and had a 50.8% effective field goal percentage. These numbers were down from 2019 again. Um, he was up around 15 points per game, down to 14, obviously 38 to 35% three-point shooting. But as the Magic were starting to get better, as the Magic were starting to take their leap uh, and make their push like we discussed yesterday, um, Ross was a big reason. Ross was actually the second leading scorer on the team during that run after the All-Star break, trailing only Nikola Vucevic. Terrence Ross swings games. That's that's the bottom line. That's something that we've all known about him. As, as Evan Fournier kind of joked on Monday, there's a reason why we call him the human torch. The Magic were 5-13 and 13 in games last year where Ross scored fewer than 10 points. So that's 18 games out of, what, 73 that Ross didn't get to ten didn't get to at least 10 points, and the Magic were pretty poor in those games. In 2019, the Magic were 8-13 and 13 in games where Ross had fewer than, than 10 points. There are games, of course, where Terrence Ross shoots the Magic out of games, and th- those are the games that really cost the team, where, you know, he's pretty much the only scorer off the bench, and that's actually one thing that Steve Clifford says he's pretty excited about this team. He feels this team is deeper than last year's team. And I know we, we've talked about a lot of depth, um, but I, I, th- you know, I think we can safely say that just by adding Cole Anthony, this team has more scoring depth than it had last year. Just adding Cole Anthony to give them a second you know, kind of creator in score. Not that D.J. Augustine wasn't a good scorer. He certainly was. Um, but Cole Anthony is kind of a different beast. He's a, he's a shot creator. Uh, and, and if he can get up to speed very quickly, then the Magic's bench all of a sudden looks a lot more potent and a lot more dangerous, and then we, maybe we can see the starting lineup to get, playing together a little bit longer than we have in the past where Clifford had to make sure there was at least one starter, you know, whether it was Aaron Gordon or Evan Fournier, in the lineup at all times. Um, that, that certainly, you know, if your starting lineup is your best lineup, essentially, you want to keep that lineup together as much as possible. So um, that was something that Steve Clifford wasn't able to do at all times last season. Terrence Ross is important then. Terrence Ross, uh, there, there is a correlation between Terrence Ross's performance and winning. Um, again, so uh, it's definitely something that the Magic 
have to go. I mean, if they're five and thirteen when Terrence Ross scores fewer than ten points, that means they were what twenty eight in twenty seven when he what when he scored more than ten points. Um, again, not a huge record, not a huge you know boost up, but still you know again you're over five hundred when Ross gets going and gets cooking, and we all saw what he did in twenty nineteen. Ross is vitally important, but the lesson here is about what the Magic are going to face. The lesson here is about the injuries they're going to face throughout the course of the season. And that's a theme that's going to be prevalent throughout the NBA season in 2021. We'll talk about what the Magic are doing to prevent injuries or to prepare for injuries more specifically after we talk a little bit about this. This is a stressful time. There's no way to get around it. It is a stressful, stressful time with COVID going on and 2020 has been a humongous challenge. Even under normal circumstances, life can be very, very stressful. And and right now, it's certainly raised up with the coronavirus pandemic and and our desire to keep ourselves and our loved ones safe. You need stress relief that goes beyond quick fixes. And that's where Headspace comes in. Headspace is your daily dose of mindfulness in the form of guided meditations in an easy-to-use app. Headspace is the one of the only meditation apps advancing the field of mindfulness and meditation through clinically validated research. So whatever the situation, Headspace really can help you feel better. Overwhelmed? Headspace has a three-minute SOS meditation for you. Need some help falling asleep? Headspace has wind-down sessions their members swear by, and for parents, Headspace even has morning meditations you can do with your kids. Headspace's approach to mindfulness can reduce stress, improve sleep, boost focus, and increase your overall sense of well-being. Headspace is backed by 25 published studies on its benefits, 600,000 five-star reviews, and more than 60 million downloads. Headspace makes it easy for you to build a life-changing meditation practice with mindfulness that works for you on your schedule anytime, anywhere. You deserve to feel happier, and Headspace is meditation made simple. Go to headspace.com slash NBA. That's headspace.com slash NBA for a free one-month trial with access to Headspace's full library of meditations for every situation. This is the best deal offer right now. Head to headspace.com slash NBA today. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So undoubtedly, this this 2021 season is going to be a strange one. Um, there's 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 no getting around it. There's no getting around that this year is just going to be different. Um, again, I can't I can't really put my finger on how it's going to be different, but it's going to be different um, in ways that we can't predict. Um, you know, we've seen other leagues, we've seen MLB, we've seen NF the NFL, we've seen college football have their struggles getting through a season um, in the coronavirus without I mean, without canceling games, without postponing games. And inevitably, that's going to happen here in the NBA. 
The NBA is essentially trying to con- get a 72-game schedule in a month after, or two months after the season was supposed to start, ending, you know, maybe roughly a, a month, maybe, a, maybe you know, two weeks later than the normal season would end. We're going to see back-to-backs increase. We're going to see travel increase, and we're going to see a te- we're going to see teams not being able to practice. We're going to see teams that won't have players available because players will be out and about with their families. And and as, and as much as they may try to keep their social circles small, you know, inevitably something's going to slip. It's it's it, it is inevitable. We're already seeing actually teams, um, you know, the Portland Trailblazers had to shut down their facility, I believe. Um, because of some positive tests, we've had several play. You know, we've had announcements of of at least a few players and staff members that have tested positive and have had to be held out of practice. It's it's going to happen, um, and, and that's unfortunate. It's extremely unfortunate. Um, it shouldn't be this way, but that's that's the reality we've been living in since March. Um, for. You know, I, I, I know that's all serious, and, and I'm not going to belittle that here, but if we're going to play this season, if we're going to try and get through this season, the reality is everything's going to matter as far as injury management, as far as load management, as far as being prepared for the inevitable injury. Not even just the inevitable injury, the inevitable absence that is likely to come from players or from staff members missing games and potentially close contacts between them. The NBA has set strict COVID guidelines and they're going to follow through with them. You know, if, if you're exposed, you're going to be out for a couple couple weeks. And unlike most training camps where you do experiment a little bit with lineups and trying to see things, you're not going to have the time in practice necessarily to explore and experiment. That's going to be the reality of this season. There's no time to do anything. A lot of stuff's going to be taped together, it feels like. I haven't looked close enough at the schedule, but I imagine there are not many times where the team will be off for two, maybe three consecutive days, where a team can build in practice time like they would during a normal schedule. Games, when they start on December 22nd for the Magic on December 23rd, they're going to come fast and furious. They're not going to stop. And so now with this training camp with you know this abbreviated time to install everything, now is the time to look and test and experiment because especially for a team like the Magic, they do not have the time to waste trying to figure out if a lineup works or not. They need to know if it does or if there's at least a proof of concept that it can work. And the Magic have some versatility. They have a lot of options. But very, very clearly, the Magic are planning and looking ahead to a time when they're going to be without someone because of an injury. Like within my, you know, training camp folder, what I did is, you know, I, everybody does this exactly what you said. I just take, um, I want to look at this lineup. What if we have to play without Aaron Gordon? What if we have to play without Evan Fournier? What if we have to play without Vooch, Markel? So that you get to those different lineups. Like we played some today, James Ennis at four. Right, we're gonna play some Kim Birch with Vooch. Right, we'll get to Markel with Cole, and all of those types of things. Um, you know, so that you don't get into a game and have to ask someone to play in a position that they haven't at least gotten a good amount of reps in. And the other thing that's difficult about it this year, 
we just don't, as you guys know, every team's the same. We're just, we don't have many practices. Steve Clifford turned some heads on, on Sunday when he did bring up the possibility of playing Ken Birch alongside Nikola Vucevic. Uh, I know Magic fans are not fans of that that lineup pairing. Um, Steve Clifford even admitted that he he used it wrong or had the wrong idea of how to use it uh, when he did use it last year. I, I'm not a fan of it either. I, I don't think it is a lineup that ultimately works, or, or if it does work, only in very specific lineups and specific groupings, only against very specific matchups. Um, certainly, the, I don't think the Magic experienced those matchups at all uh, during the time that they used it, or, or when they, you know, and I, I, I don't think there's much rhyme or reason to how the Magic used it um, over the course of last season. But, but the Magic might have to turn to it. They, I mean, they got desperate in the bubble. They got desperate with all the injuries they faced uh, inside the NBA campus. In the playoffs, that lineup, you know, lineups with both Nikola Vucevic and, and Ken Birch had a plus 3.9 net rating. It actually worked. And so, you know, maybe Clifford discovered something inside the bubble to make it work. I mean, he said that, you know, using Birch as a, as a defender for at, at the four and offensively at the five, rather than kind of keeping him, you know, in the traditional four spot away from the basket, um, that worked. You know, Nikola Vucic playing the four on offense and the five on defense, that had some success um, against the Milwaukee Bucks in a very specific situation, mind you, but success nonetheless. Um, you know, playing James Ennis at the four. I mean, Clifford talked today about potentially playing a big lineup with Vucevic, Birch, and Gordon. Um, he, he admitted that you would need shooting to make that work, but if the Magic need a, a stop or need to play better defense having that kind of size, and, and Clifford's made it pretty clear that he trusts Ken Birch's defense, having that kind of size would help. This is all, of course, assuming that other guys are out or or that the Magic have to turn to these lineups. And, and I think there's very clearly a specific focus um, as the Magic are going through these scrimmages, the Magic are trying to go through um, everything here. There is a specific focus on... You know, making sure that they they have all the tools they need that 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 even some of these stranger lineups can be successful or, or at least have some practice or have some experience in because they don't know how often they're going to be able to practice. They don't know how often they're going to be able to get into the gym and try things out. Certainly, once the season begins, you see teams scrimmaging a lot less. You see teams um, doing contact a lot less. A lot of NBA practices and a lot of NBA learning is walkthroughs, is absorbing knowledge. Uh, and information without necessarily testing out in live action. Um, it's you establish your foundation here in training camp, and then you add things onto it as the season goes on. But you don't necessarily have the opportunity to do a lot of live scrimmage work, especially as you get later into the season. Hopefully, by then everything's been installed, and you're and you're not really adding a bunch of things. You're just tweaking things and making adjustments, which again players have to make on the run. The big one that, that Steve Clifford mentioned there that I know a lot of fans have been asking about, um, certainly the media has been asking about it too, is a potential to pair Cole Anthony with Markel Fultz. Everyone sees that as a potential um, backcourt for the team's future. We, you know, we've seen teams uh, around the league, not just the Magic, model themselves after what the Toronto Raptors did with, uh, with uh, uh, Fred Van Vliet and Kyle Lowry. Uh, the Denver Nuggets have done a little bit of it too um, with Jamal Murray and Monte Morris. Um, having multiple ball handlers on the floor. And, you know, Clifford said we will get to that, but there's an issue still lingering beyond that. And that issue is they're rookies. Cole Anthony is a rookie. Um, and and right now, it, Steve Clifford's trying to keep things super simple. That's one of the big challenges facing rookies uh, 
rookies right now, uh, especially around the league and especially for the Orlando Magic. And it's what we'll talk about here coming up in just a moment. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Coming up next week on Locked On NBA, the wait is almost over for the 2021 season in Locked On NBA. The podcast will get you ready with a special week of shows beginning December 14th. Get previews of every team division by division from all 30 of our Locked On local experts, including us and me. Plus waiver wire editions from Locked On Fantasy Basketball, rookies to watch from Chad Ford, and predictions on each division from rejecting the screen. Subscribe to Locked On NBA wherever you get podcasts today. Do it today so you're ready for next week's preview week. This season is is going to be a difficult one, as I mentioned, for, because of the injuries, because of the uncertainty, because of everything else. But for rookies especially, for young players especially, this year is going to be a huge challenge. This year is simply going to be um, unlike any other. There's a lot of time that these players have missed that they cannot get back. These this training camp is a crash course. As uh, Steve Clifford noted, Chima Okiki told him that they've installed more offense through the first, first four days of training camp than they installed in an entire season at Auburn. And they're not done. They still have to do pick and roll coverage. They still got a lot of work to do. And young players have a lot to absorb, a lot to take in, a lot to decipher. One of the big things that I've I've seen from fans um, is this talk of the Magic should play need to play Cole Anthony with Markov Holtz. Why aren't they doing this? Why isn't this something they're discussing? And Steve Clifford kind of said it pretty plainly on on Monday. They're not doing it because or that they're going to do it. They're going to look into it, of course. But it's not something they want to do immediately because right now they just want to get these guys comfortable. They just want to give these guys a chance to have their head above water, to give themselves a chance to succeed. Give too much to these players too soon before they're ready, and they could flounder. They could lose confidence. And confidence is a very, very big thing. There's so many games. You have to be able to push things aside. You have to be able to find success. You have to be able to build and move forward. And Steve Clifford is not going to give these young guys more than they can handle at the beginning. By all accounts, it sounds like they're both playing well. Ken Burch said on Sunday that Chumo Kiki is one of the most impressive defenders that he's seen. They've all talked about Okiki's ability to shoot the ball, that he's got a good touch on his shot, that he's going to be a good shooter for this team. Steve Clifford said Monday was Cole Anthony's best practice, that he has been very proactive about asking questions and trying to be involved and trying to learn a whole lot. But it is tough. As Steve Clifford said on Monday... I don't care if you've played for the best college basketball team in the league, in the nation. There is no way that you are ready for the NBA. There's the, the jump up to the NBA is significant, is a big one. 
And there's no getting around it. There's no avoiding it. There's no bypassing it. It's something you got to go through. It's something you got to struggle with and learn from. Certainly some guys do better than others, but everyone hits the wall and everyone finds struggles, especially as defenses begin to adjust and learn how you play. The NBA is a beast. It is tough as nails. And these guys are doing their best to prepare. It's impossible to say with any certainty where the Magic's rookies are at. But we do know is that this will be a difficult season. That it will be a challenge for this team. And all in all, they've got to find their place in the league. You know, one of the players said said you know about uh, it was Aaron Gordon that said about the rookies like look you've got to understand there's a reason you're in the NBA you got to find your niche you got to find your role but don't forget the reason you're in the NBA have fun go out there and play to that person obviously you need to be within the context of the team you need to earn your keep no minutes are ever given in the league but you got to remember that reason it's pretty important The Magic are doing their best to get these rookies ready. Especially with Chumo Kiki, who's been out for nearly two years. Evan Fournier said that, you know, once he gets confident, once he gets that level of aggression, he's going to be very good. Everyone on this Magic team seems to be very high on their young players, on their rookies. But they got to go out and prove it, and we don't really know where they stand until they hit the floor. The preseason is going to be vital for them. Kind of get that taste of the NBA. Won't be the full NBA, but it'll be a taste. That preseason is going to be critical to their success. And we're all eager to see them play on Friday, too. But this is undoubtedly a challenge. The rookies did not have Summer League to get ready, to get acclimated to the NBA, to get acclimated to what the Magic are trying to do. They did not have the September mini camp to, again, get that foundation of how the Magic run things and what's going to be expected of them, and, and frankly, the plays and all that. They're having to learn all that in two weeks. And Clifford says it is a huge ask to ask rookies, to ask young players like them who don't have any NBA experience to get it all quickly. So the Magic are going to take things slowly. The Magic are going to hit the pause button. They are going to put them in limited roles and in 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 some ways limited opportunities to make sure they are successful at those before they move on to the next step. It's what the Magic did with Mo Bamba. It's, to some extent, what the Magic did with Jonathan Isaac. The Magic have done well developing these players. But of course, again, we'll see what it looks like when they get on the court. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find us on Twitter at Locked on Magic. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts if you're tuning in him like Google Play, Spotify, and all the fun places to download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can find me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. And for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can, of course, follow us there on Twitter at omagicdaily. That's going to do it for me today, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic, this has been Philip Rossman Reich. We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked on Magic.
Hey Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.